Junkyard slave isn't even old enough to shave. Oh, now we're doing Weird Al. We use the force uh, they say. We're always doing Weird Al. All right, I got I got a song for you. Wait, which movie are we doing first? Hold on, I got a song. I got a song for you, hmm. and it'll tell you uh, this song alone will tell you what movie we're doing first. <clears throat> when Captain America, America throws his mighty shield, all of those who chose to oppose his shield must, must yield. yield. If he's led to fight and the duel is due, and then the red and white and the blue come through, and Captain America throws his mighty shield. I like the he-she version of it. Is it he-she or hi-she? Regardless. I'm not talking about them on here because I don't want to get in trouble, so. I love that one line. Hello, and welcome to another installment of. It came from the video store. Not cool, dude. Uh, we were kind of in sync there, right? Not cool. Uh, JT and Lance Bass. Hey, sorry. This is Eric. I am back on. Uh, I'm back on for this episode. For well, this and, like one other one while I'm on holiday leave. Chicka chicka, yeah. I'm Brandon. I'm still always gonna be around. And I'm Chris. We're the consistents, like. It will always be the two of us plus someone. I'm not trying to throw shade. <laughs> we have a drill sergeant that doesn't know what like shade meant, so he kept saying we're throwing shadow. <laughs> oh, you trying to say you know me personally, PJ? <laughs> give a shout out to my battle buddies back at uh one thirteenth. Punishers. Punishers, Delta Company. Respect. Oh, don't worry, Delta. I am here for you. You can't say that. You're you're not. You have been saying it the entire week you've been up here. It's drilled in my head. Enough about basic training. We'll go Delta out. We're here to talk about another soldier. Captain America. Well, wait. We're not talking about Chris Evans. No. I wish we were. were. (laughs) Those be a whole lot cooler if we were. (laughs) Those of you who are probably confused don't know the fact that there's a Captain America movie in 1990. Starring Matt Salinger and Ronnie Cox. Uh, I think Ned, ba- you know, Ned, Ned Beatty or Beatty. I think it's Beatty. He's in there too. Um, Matt Salinger is not really a well-known actor. Though his father is J.D. Salinger, the author of Catcher in the Rye. A little tidbit for you. Probably a good reason why he wasn't known. I didn't like that book at all. <laughs> Fun fact about this movie is uh, Val Kilmer, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Dolph Lundgren were up for the role. Arnold obviously didn't get it because of his accent. I see uh, Val Kilmer. They should have made him Darth Red Skull Dolph then. Lundgren. Val Kilmer turned it down because he was doing the doors. And Dolph Lundgren had to turn it down because he was filming The Punisher. That makes sense. So. Yeah, i never seen that version of The Punisher. That's alright. interesting. We could, we could do that on there eventually. It's not the best. It's, it's probably up here with this movie. I think it's the same year, obviously. Is that the one where he's like in front of a statue naked, praying or something? Or am I yes. Of, was it? Okay, was that, that he's or meditating. Show- he's meditating. Okay, but I was naked. thinking of that or his little showdown. Frank little, Castle. Little showdown in uh, Tokyo or something like that. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. Frank Castle meditates butt naked in front of a statue. If it's Dolph Lundgren does. I don't see that as one of his favorite pastimes, but I um, guess. So uh, let's start with this movie. Me and Brand have seen this movie couple of times since our childhood i actually got really excited when i found out it was on blu-ray <laughs> um right off the bat what did, what did you think of it and then we'll dive into it uh, well it was a little rocky at first for me because um the whole movie is very fast-paced because it's from tv right I, I don't know if it was made for tv or if, i think it was just made straight to dvd or vhs one of the two. You could tell like it was designed for that purpose, just the pace of it. Um, I mean, the very beginning, they're introducing like the origin of Red Skull, which... I actually... 
I kind of liked how they did the origin of Red Skull. I, it was really quick. I don't know the, the, the actual origin of Red Skull. I haven't read that many. Uh, he's German. Yeah, he's to German. Make his kid Italian. <laughs> well, no, okay, so he's uh, an Italian boy abducted by the by the Nazis, and uh, they pretty do much brainwashed into being a Nazi. He's yeah, he's pretty much brainwashed into being a Nazi. Uh, his family is slaughtered in front of him, and then uh, you have Doctor. I think, I think it's her name was Doctor Gazelli. Yeah, she comes up with the super soldier serum, but she has second thoughts of trying it out on a ch- on a child. Because it had so many side effects, I think they tried it out on a rat. Yeah, and the rat looked like a little dinosaur. It's kind of cool. It basically looked like it was turned inside out, kind of like how Red Skull looks. Yeah, so she she uh, escapes, and then you actually hear the uh, the little boy or the young Red Skull screaming. Well, what was really rocky about the beginning for me though was that most of the fact that the Germans were obviously speaking German, but the subtitles didn't come up to like. Five minutes later, like they didn't tell <laughs> you what they were saying, so you're just like sitting there, like, uh, did I walk into a foreign film? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> but like Captain America is still being displayed across the screen, like, uh, all right. So yeah, then okay, so we we jumped seven years ahead of, uh, ahead. They they tweet Captain America's uh, origin a little bit instead of New York, he's in California. Yeah, it was weird. And I. I, I don't know if this is true, but I can guarantee you it was probably for budgeting purposes. Just filming locations. Possibly. Yeah. They, they had everything they wanted right the, the, then and there. Yeah, I could see that being why. Um, I think he's got... <laughs> I could see that being NY, where he's originally from. <laughs> I think he... Uh, in this one, he's got polio. Yeah, he's just... He's got like a limp. Yeah, I... I think they, they mentioned much, they picked, okay, You're talking so, about before he gets the serum? Yeah, yeah he's got polio. It, instead of Chris Evans, where he was just like a shrimp, he like he's just got like issues. Like He's like super skinny, and he, he's got a limp. Yeah, well, you find out uh, Dr. Gazelli is now working with the U.S. government, and she's, got, she's perfected her serum that can cure any physical disease. So Steve Rogers has polio, and they're going to try it out on him. And then, um, you meet his love interest, uh, Bernie. Not much going on there. That Just that she'll wait for him. Blah, blah, blah. We fast forward. <laughs> um, Not that it's going much fast forward because this movie's moving fast as shit anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, we it, go... It, it does jump pretty quick. Uh, a then, secret lab under a diner. Yeah, which, uh, I gotta admit, why, why do all secret labs need to be in, like, a public place? Well, you and, least expect it. Yeah, but then it's always some weird ass catchphrase. Like she, he's those with a guy walking. He's like, "How's the pot roast or something?" And she's like, "It's a little dry." And the guy's like, "Okay, well, we're gonna hang up our coats." She's like, "Do whatever you want." And he just pulls a coat hanger. Yeah. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's any, a very anybody can accidentally pull those hangers like that. <laughs> it was seriously pull one down and pull one to the side. It's a very uh, Frankenstein style lab. Oh wait! Just, I just bunch wanna, of flashing lights and doodads. And I just want to go back a, a couple steps when Red when the the kid who's getting turned into Red Skull is getting uh, experimented on. That lab was seriously it's a big open room in a castle with just two computers. That was their lab. I'm just that made me laugh. <laughs> um, sorry, I, said, I didn't notice it, but good eye, good eye. Yeah, because if you watch that and you get to this, it's all this high tech crap. <laughs> so you got General Fleming. Who I didn't know this at the time was, but they have him older, I guess, in the movie. Um, the actor, the actor's name mistake uh, leaves me. Give me a second. Do 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 do. Okay, so you got General Fleming, but then you got young General Fleming shows up. Um, obviously with some dude who's like a hidden Nazi, and kills uh Doctor Gazelli after the the, ex- the experiment was a success. Uh, pretty much they turn Steve Rogers into Captain America with close-ups of just muscles being flexed I, uh, with, like, weird sound effects. I like the <laughs> process they did to turn him into a turn him in that. Just, you know, normal science stuff, sparks, flashing lights, screams of pain. <laughs> and you got a hero. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's about the generic way to go about it, I guess. I actually like that, though, comparing it to Chris Evans, all the fact when he's yelling, like, turn it off, he's like, no, 
I can handle it. <laughs> no, they do. The more you talk about it, though, the more quick I do realize that the movie goes. Because yeah. this movie's flying. Because next thing you know, he's in a hospital ward, uh, ward, and the one general's like, "Oh, we need him to. We found we found the Red Skull's hideout. We need him to go take him down before he f- sends a new or uh, Within, a missile." Like, five days. We're gonna punch the punch the Nazis I'll, in the face. I'll tell you when we get to the point where I thought it was like really. One, two, three. Like, it was okay, like, so whoa. Yeah. Not only does Dr. Gazelle get shot, by the way, Cat America gets shot after he, like, throws the Nazi dude into uh, these giant computers and he gets, like, electrocuted all cartoony style. Yeah, so, um, from my understanding, was he in the room already? Yeah. So well, why did you wait till he became a superhero to <laughs> decide to make a move? I guess he wanted there. to see if it would work. Because. I mean, he tried to kill him, and maybe he thought he would. He could just shoot him, but he didn't. Like, man, I guess he didn't realize that he would heal super quick. Yeah, cause uh, yeah, cause he was with uh, with Fleming when he was telling him he asked how the pot roast was. So, uh, pretty much, where are we? I do. I say pretty much every freaking episode. Pretty much, so, you say it a lot. <laughs> so, uh, Cap comes out of the bed pretty much. He's Seems like a hundred percent healed already. Fun fact: Sergeant, the I'm doctor. Ready. Hold on, the, the doctor in that scene is the actor who plays Red Skull. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much it. He gets out of bed and he's like, "Sergeant, I am ready to punch the Nazis in the face." And then it cuts to him in a plane getting ready to in the suit. In the suit. Okay, so they didn't like show him they, build they poke, the suit they, or they anything. They poke fun of it. Well, no. Well, let's they, talk they, about they, the suit. Let's no, talk hand, about hand, the suit. No, they explain the suit because. Uh, he says something to him. He's like, "Oh yeah, you should be fine in that like bulletproof uh, outfit. Fireproof. It's fireproof. Fire, whatever. Fireproof that uh, the doctor made." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, apparently she didn't believe in camouflage." And he <laughs> he, he says something out. about like, "Oh, she liked the red, white, and blue." I like just, I like the fact it's point poking fun at the costume, but uh, yeah, um, I will admit it's pretty damn close to the comics. It's like straight out of the comics almost. It's problem. It's like super campy. It, I mean, it literally looks this just... This whole movie super campy. Oh, no, it's campy to a T. I think that's probably why it didn't succeed. Here's the thing with comic movies. You get... People complain when things are, t- like, too campy, even though it looks like it jumped out of the comic book. But then people will complain, oh, it's too different. Well, it's like, you have to make it work somehow. Like Compromise. They, like, in this movie, the only thing that kills the costume is the cowl. Yeah, because, uh... I, like I told you, I saw on the cover, like I noticed his ears looked really weird. And then you said, well, his ears are made of rubber. So this whole time, whenever he has on the cowl of Captain America, those aren't his actual ears. <laughs> his actual ears are actually behind that rubber. Yeah, because I guess the, the holes I cut were like making him bleed or whatever. Yeah, it makes sense. But then like the eye holes just don't look right. Like the whole... Cowl. Yeah, they're off. It looks like it's just like smashing his face. You could definitely tell at the end too when they do the last shot. <laughs> like, like they didn't like take the time to like do a cast mold of his head. They mm-hmm. just pulled some like vinyl over his face and took a sharpie where his eyes were. Like, all right, give me the exacto knife. <laughs> <laughs> give him the scalpel. Yeah, I know. Because if you look at it like where the you know like where the bridge of his nose is, like part of the eye hole goes over it on one side. Yeah, it's not lined up right. Um, so he lands in Germany. We get some cool action scenes of him thrown around his, sh- around his shield. Which, by the way, how the hell does he know how to use the shield already? He said he had a couple days to practice. Didn't they say he only had like five days before yeah, he, he launched this missile? Yeah, he, he made a joke saying he wished he had a month to practice. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, he, he does pretty good. That. I actually like the fact you really don't see his full suit until he meets Red Skull. Dude. It's just little snippets here and okay, there. Okay, so what did you think about Red Skull? His makeup was really bad. Dude, he looked like a cranberry. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a dried just, up... Like, like well, a, more like a raisin, like, I'd say. Like a cherry from like a piece of cherry pie. Like all <laughs> gooey. Yeah. Cracked. He talks a lot, dude. Yeah, and... Uh, I've never seen a villain talk so much and try to crack so many jokes. Have <laughs> you seen the Joker? <laughs> okay, other than... <laughs> all right, all right. Other than the Joker. But like... But the Joker is not the Nazi. Dude, what is up with his accent, though? Yeah, it was weird. I'm very confused, because I understand he's technically Italian, but he was young enough to where he was brainwashed, he could have a German accent. But he sounded Russian. But he sounded not like Russian, but like Transylvanian. <laughs> Listen, I'm just some average guy. I don't know accents, but that was 
definitely not German, and it's definitely not Italian. Yeah, I could say that much. I could agree. Hey, maybe he's where from Tommy Wiseau's from. Tommy Wiseau. Okay, enough of Tommy Wiseau. Oh, hi, Cap. It's, it's Tommy. Oh. I think it's Tommy Wiseau. Uh, oh, hi, Cap. I think it's Wizzo. I've just been going off of how you said it's Tommy Wiseau. I like Tommy Wiseau. I think it's Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau. Was it? Well, does they it never matter? actually said. Yeah. yeah does it? Doesn't. We always talk about the room at what, some point. Yeah. <laughs> Continue about the room. Yes. So, so uh, Cap and uh, Red Skull fight. They get into, Red Skull gently chokes him. More like actually, Red Skull kicks his ass. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, he did. Cat America has ass handed to him. He chokes him through half to half the fight. Dude, no, he had like that little needle in his hand. So when he choked him, he technically is putting a needle through his throat. I thought that was a grenade pin that he pulled and like held it. No. And I thought it was like, oh man, you're gonna try and blow both of you up? That's crazy. This is like a five minute movie. Chris <laughs> sitting on his edge of seat. When's it gonna go off? When's it gonna go off? So he knocks out Captain America, and Captain America wakes up attached to it like a, a missile. Very James Bond like. It's very, very James Bond because it's not like a like chains. It's just like a, a like a, a harness or like a metal harness that was like per- made just for that. Like they knew instantly, Captain America's coming. Man, we, we, we should attach him to a missile. <laughs> Get the welders over here. I got an idea. <laughs> no, literally, like, it's made perfectly perfectly to, like, hold him there. Like, they knew. And then the whole time, like, Red Skull was just talking about going to America, being the president. I think he was talking about going to Hollywood at one point. <laughs> Didn't, like, Cap America tell him to shut up? Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh... He grabs his hand. Yeah, he grabs his hand, holds on to him, and he's like, well, if I'm going, so are you. Then Red Skull pulls out a butter knife to cut his hand off with in one swipe and to get out, to get away right before the rocket takes off. And something I noticed, I don't know if you guys saw it, he cuts his hand off, it cuts to a long shot where you see the whole rocket and them on the, uh, whatever, on, on the balcony by it. If you look at Red Skull, you could see his hand. He grabs his hand that he just cut off. You could see his hand still there, but when it cuts closer to him, it's gone. Like, you know, they, didn't, they didn't bother to try to cover that up. You know what the funny thing is about the entire fight scene is the whole time Red Skull is just mocking him. Like, he, there's nothing worse when you're, like, not only are you getting your ass kicked, but the person kicking your ass is laughing at you the entire time. Yeah. And they're a Nazi. <laughs> Damn, and they're man. a Nazi. I always thought it was I, I will also thought it was kinda of weird that um it's like fifteen, twenty minutes into the movie and they're already having this fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you said, it goes pretty quick. I was like, what the hell? So he's flying on this little rocket ship towards the White House. Towards the White House. And then we meet who we find out eventually is gonna be the president Kimball later on in the movie. So you get a young president who actually sees Captain America, like he's out taking pictures of the White House. Captain America almost actually hits him on the missile, and he, why he's strapped, he's strapped to the rocket just low enough where he can hit the fin, and breaks it off so it goes up, misses the White House, and he goes flying into the Arctic. Yeah, or, he lands in the Alaska Arctic or some shit, and then know. you're following uh, this Kimball kid over the years through like newspaper articles and crap. And I really like the idea of the fact that like he mainly I think become becomes a president because of that and like he becomes obsessed with like this figure he saw because like he him and his buddy made a pact that one day they'll figure out who he was and i just want to point out when they show the president oh by the way hold on the president is ronnie cox if you don't know who ronnie cox is watch deliverance which also has ned Beatty in it so he's the uh, asshole movie though (laughs) he's the asshole from robocop yes he's the uh Doug Jones was he Doug Jones on the Doug Jones is an actor. Are you sure? Doug Jones is the dude who played Ape Sapien. Yeah, but isn't his name in? I the- don't know. That's we'll save that for when we do RoboCop. Uh, but I want to get to this when they show the president. He's wearing jeans. This is the kind of president we need. <laughs> Obama wore jeans. I, what do you think my point is? <laughs> we need then, Obama back in office. I just I had to say this because. Eric and Chris got off topic. We're watching the movie. Let's uh, not get all political here. <laughs> I have to put this out because they, they got me laughing. We're watching the movie. Eric and Chris want to make a comedy of a president hold on, hold on. that wears cargo shorts and flip flops. <laughs> Dick Jones. His name was Dick Jones in RoboCop. So oh yeah, you're right. I was close. It was Dick Jones. Yeah, I think someone makes a 
joke about his name being Dick. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, Ronnie Cox grows up to be the president. He still keeps in contact with his buddy Sam, played by uh, again another president. I like keeps in contact with people he knew. This yes, because it's very important. <laughs> it Man, is. Anyways, yeah, it is. The, uh, Ned Beatty plays his friend Sam, uh, who is uh, like a journalist, or like a reporter. His name's Sam. Yeah. My notes just says pencil guy because he always has a pencil in his ear. <laughs> um. So Cat America wakes up and uh, pretty much scares the crap out of a bunch of uh, researchers. Oh yeah, no, yeah. They he gets they find him on ice and they bring him into a room and they're like, oh, we gotta keep him here till the uh, the helicopter shows up. Just out of nowhere, then the ice just explodes and he walks out. Yeah, and then they they snap a picture of him to where the uh, President Kimball sees him and instantly recognizes him because he has keeps the picture that he took of him in his wallet. Calls up Sam and Sam's like, "Oh, I'll go, I'll go look into it." So tell me, how this long? This is now the twenty-five minute mark in the movie. <laughs> how, how long was Captain America walk or Steve Rogers walking though? Because he went from like Alaska to like Canada. Is he in Canada? I don't know, it looks like Canada. I think he was in Seattle. I think he's in Washington. No, he's in Washington at this point. And he's like, you go from like the Arctic to like the forest. How long has he been walking in this Captain America costume and not no one fucking noticed him? <laughs> and then he instantly gets chased by uh, some Nazis on bikes. Yeah, that how was... do we know they're Nazis? Because they're shooting at the red, white, and blue. <laughs> Brand was waiting to tell that joke. Anytime you shoot at the American flag, that's un-American. You're automatically certified Nazi. I tell you what. <laughs> Uh, well, God yeah, damn and, uh, it, you something, can't something go that we missed. Um, saying things like hey, that we... up on the podcast, Junior. <laughs> now, one, of, one of the things Eric Brandon skipped, didn't get that. <laughs> it was Matthew McConaughey. No, it was George uh, Bush Senior. Oh, uh, it sounded like Matthew McConaughey. I was gonna say Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, wow. One of the things Eric missed was um, right before uh, the president calls uh, his buddy Sam. He's talking to General Fleming uh, about something about. Oh, what the fuck? They were talking about something about energy, like pollution. And then it cuts to Fleming talking to the Red Skull who just got a facelift. Well, anyways, Sam, no, 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 Sam don't, just... Don't go anyways. That, that's an important thing. Anyways, don't Sam just anyways. happens to be, like, driving right where Captain America intersects the road. Like, talk about perfect timing or, I guess, script writing. <laughs> I actually, I really like this scene a lot. So he's in the car with Sam, and he's not saying a damn word. And Sam's just talking about all these like conspiracy theories and crap like that, and about like people shooting Kennedy and uh, all this other crap. Oh yeah, they were saying that like Red Skull is like associated with like every single political. Death. Oh yeah, no, that's like, Jesus. That's part of when when yeah. they point out the thing with Red Skull. Uh, with uh, when you find out Fleming's working with uh, Red Skull, he's um. He says something about it, just uh, killing him. He's like, oh, you know how long it took us to find uh, Oswald and. So and so, list you know I think the uh, a uh, Clint what's the word I'm looking for, affiliate no there was that word. yeah I know but here, this this but. is actually one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie because it's actually kind of, it's like a subtle kind of funny. He's in the car and he's just looking around at everything, and he sees like the Walkman that's like made in uh Japan, and he and then he sees like uh the radio that was, it says like Japan and he's looking at the the. Registration in the Volkswagen. It says Germany, and he's just freaking out because he has no clue that like we've, we've united. Yeah. <laughs> so like this whole time, he's just like looking at Sam like he's like a like a spy or whatever. And, and he does. You this, communist. He does this twice in the movie. He pulls over. He's like, "Can you please pull over the side of the road? I think I'm gonna be sick." Oh. Gets out of the car. Acts like he's gonna puke. Sam gets out of the car. I thought and, this was. And then Captain America hijacks the car and just leaves him. Yeah, he just basically, as soon as the guy comes to check on him, he's like, are you all right? And he just runs past him Fuck straight towards you. the car. That's like when as I, he's running towards the car, Sam's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Wait, what? That's one of the things I've always liked about Captain America, though, is because he's always like a fish out of water. Like, he's always behind. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like Austin Powers. Yes, he is like Austin Powers, man. Very much like Austin Powers. I do I make you Rondi, but I wonder when in the, in the comic series they decided to do that, like, kind of... More, I'd say, 
Well, this is in the 90s. Maybe like the later 90s, just because like early issues of over. Cap, he's very corny. And like, to be honest, I never really liked Captain America as a character at all. I never... The MCU, Chris Evans playing Cap, I like him. I think See, he's cool. to me, Captain America was on the same playing field as like Superman. Like, I never got into them that much. I did like... I've always liked the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Like, that was the... Like, for me, that was the only time I actually liked Superman. But, like, I never got into Cap or Superman because, like, they were too cookie-cutter for me. I always pulled towards, like, Batman because he was, like, dark and mysterious. It was true justice in the American way. Or Spider-Man because Spider-Man had, like, like a comedic side to him and he was younger. He was more edgy. To me, like... Captain America and Superman were always just like Boy by Scout. the book. They're Boy Scouts. They weren't really by the book. Americans. And... I didn't care, especially for Captain America. I didn't care for his villains. He just had like the Red Skull, and I know he's got like Baron, Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo and um, um, is that one Doctor Zolo? Doctor Zoloff or whatever. Yeah. Like, I really didn't get into Captain America. Oh, until what about his like new one? He got Hitler. He punches Hitler in the face. Most superheroes have at some point in comics, just to oppose Germany. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I didn't get into Captain America. I think till the Chris Evans ones, mm-hmm. and I'm still not like a big Captain America. Fan. Yeah, the same here. And it, like they make them really cool. I think on paper, it's kind of like just a quick like little side note. It's it's kind of one of these things that's like it's cool as a film, but not on paper. I, I feel like, this way kind of with Luke Cage. Like, on paper, he was a cool character, but then they did a show for him, and I really didn't like it that much, you know? Like yeah, you know what it is? Kind Captain of a America, different ideology. Solo in a comic, I'm not a big fan of, but with if he's in a comic with someone else, it's pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. I liked him in, uh, like, you know, like, watch, you read Civil War. That's awesome with him in it. Yeah, that's but the only comic. That's the only comic arc I really like him yeah, in. You yeah, you've got to find, I think, with Captain America or Superman... You have to find like the right story arc because I I, I think the only Superman comic I've ever read or, gra- or graphic novel was Red Sun. Red Sun because it which is it's got a mix of characters. Yeah, it's, it's got not Batman it's not the norm. It's a different story. Um, or like Superman Russian, um, Kingdom Come, which is an uh, amazing one, uh, story wise and uh, illustration by Alex Ross. That one I liked. Uh, <laughs> Superman's kind of the base, like the main focus on it, but. It's mixed up with other shit. And that's why I like it. Yeah, this would be like the only comic arc that I actually appreciated Cap was because he has this notion that you have to stand your ground in what you believe in. And that's why I love him in the Civil War stance. And that's why I was siding with him rather than Tony. Because usually I, I think Iron Man's really cool. But on the comic book story arc of Civil War, I didn't like Tony at all. <laughs> I thought he was an yeah, ass. I just, yeah, kind of just I over. I love that he was like, "No, this is what I believe in. There's nothing you're gonna do or say about it. You know, this is my privacy. This is what I believe in." See, for so me, I, I love the line in the movie where he's like, "If I see something going south, or I see something I going can't down, avoid it. Yeah. yeah, I'm going towards it." Mm-hmm. See, for me, it's I also go by artwork, and a lot of like Captain's like costumes to me just look so cheesy. Oh my god, what was even it? I know I know it's like old school style and stuff like that, but like I just couldn't. Out of all the costumes, Captain America's is just so corny. I do like the, like the one he wore. The costume he wore in the Avengers, the first Avengers, would have been awesome if the cowl was detached, like how it wasn't with your soldier. All the other ones, the first Avenger. At least it looks a lot more flexible. It did. I, I wish they would because <laughs> it was more fabric, whereas this one was just like plastic. I wish rubber. they were. Oh, in um, this movie, yeah. Kind of like with this movie was like yeah it was like latex. It was kind of like early Michael Keaton Batman where it's like he couldn't really turn because the cowl was like in this one. I I bet no, you. No, I'm just saying like how in the the Batman movie like the first. Yeah, well the costume in the this one it, it looks like, like it's made out of like latex. I bet you. It's it actually for, very form fitting. I bet you if it wasn't for uh, sp- uh editing, you probably hear a lot of as he's moving. Like, yeah, like rubber, like, yeah. like leather sounds. Yeah. Um, friction. Back to the movie. <laughs> yes. Chief. I mean, I guess less. We, could, we yes. could we could speed through this because there's not much to go on in this movie. There's not that much of a so story. So where did we leave off on? Uh, he heads he back Carson, to California. And yeah, drives back. And then he's he's he, looking for Bernie. Yeah, he finally finds car checks Bernie. <laughs> okay. Or no, not Bernie. My car checks Bernie. He car checks Bernie. No. I'm fucking. No, he um. 
runs into Sam. Bernie's her granddaughter. Bernie's or his no his her daughter. No, he her goes daughter. he goes to her house and sees her daughter thinking it's her, and then you find out that like she comes out with her husband. They old. Oh uh, yes, and he realizes that she's old. Bernie's like I think she's like in her sixties, and she, you find out like she waited like sixteen years for for him, um, and she remarried. Her her husband looks like Stanley on steroids. <laughs> he was just hella jacked. Like like he was too built for being that old. Like they had to like put makeup on him. Um, and then he befriends her daughter, which is actually the same actress. I don't know if you noticed. Oh yeah, well that like long pause he just gave me right now. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, the girl who the the girl who plays Bernie is the same one who plays Sharon. Okay. Um, who pretty much becomes the love interest, which is funny because it's like you're pretty much falling in love with your ex girlfriend's daughter. <laughs> uh, again, it's kind of like what they did for Civil War. Like he loved what's her face, Agent Thirteen. Yeah, and then ended up loving her granddaughter. Oh kind of similar. That, that scene in Civil War is my favorite. Well, they said that was like the story arc they were trying to mimic. Because apparently, uh, she, I think her name's Sharon Carter in the... Yeah, yeah there you go, Sharon Carter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, apparently her, her character must have been around for uh, quite some time. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, yeah, she's I, in, see, I, don't, I don't read Cat America, so I don't know. She's in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. Yeah, but I'm just saying I didn't realize so, that yeah. those characters had been around... Like I didn't know those those characters were. Staples. I kind of want to watch Civil War yeah. after this. Civil War is really good. I loved it. Well, yeah, maybe. but um. Hey guys. She, so Sharon pretty much is like watching, help, helping him get caught up to date on everything. Meanwhile, uh, they find out that where, where Captain America is, and they follow Sam, who is hunting him down, to Bernie's house, and Red Skull's daughter shows up, and. Oh. Shoot, we don't we don't know what's his daughter. Yet. So this is this is where it went like one two three, because yeah, they were it's just all like place. they were just like on the radio, uh, old superhero from back in the day returns you know suddenly this and that, and like it plays on the radio in Italy next to like um, Red Skull's daughter and Red Skull's daughter is like in a pool she gets immediately out of the pool is like. We're going to America. And they just show them on a plane. <laughs> like, we forgot to like, even mention the fact shit. that Red Skull had a facelift. I know. I said that. Oh, oh did yeah. we? Yeah, maybe if you'd pay attention. He was, li- he was oh. literally Red Skull for like I, three minutes. That's exactly what I was trying to get at when I said we. you skipped the part that Fleming was working with Red Skull about him talking about assassinations. Like I said, Fleming taught, is meeting up with Red Skull who had a facelift. So they plotted to kidnap the president. But I forgot what the whole goal of kidnapping the president they was. They wanted to pretty much brainwash him where they can control him. So pretty much Red Skull would be president. He would tell the president what to do. Oh, that's way he, he, different than I thought it was going to be. He implanted him with something, and he says, oh, it takes 24 hours before the drug hits effect where I can brainwash you or some shit. Wow, I really should pay attention to movies more. All right, now I'm taking control of Because this. literally what I thought was going to do is he was going to like do like a... Like, wear his face. <laughs> like, plastic surgery. Was his face off? Why not? I thought he was just, like, a nervous speaker and wanted to use his body to, like, order pizza. Have you seen <laughs> Have you seen what he looks like? I mean, I would want someone else's face, too. He kind of looked like Jigsaw from Punisher. Yeah. Because his face was his so face jagged. His face all scarred up and everything. That's a good movie. We should review the one of those. I'm kind of nerved oh, that they made God. Red Skull Italian and not an actual Nazi. Yeah, He's weird. an Italian Nazi. I... Like, their logic about it was like, okay, we want this kid because he had, like, sound intelligence. But then it's like you're brainwashing him anyway, so what is the point? I would imagine you brainwash someone, like, the the intelligence board is, like, kind of (laughs) cleared. It's like a clean slate, you know? So, uh, Red Skull's daughter sucks at killing people. Because when they show up at the house... So does Red Skull... Her father, her father's still alive. You think you, you think they're all dead? You think that Sam, the uh, Bernie, and her, her husband are dead? Father's not dead. Sam is was hanging on long enough to give him like some special secret decoder thing that they had when they were kids to give back to the president. So it's like they were like nearly dead. Like all I could think about was Princess Bride. <laughs> He's not dead. He's nearly dead. <laughs> um. 
So Steve and Bernie decide to, to search out uh, Dr. Gazelli's journal to kind of figure out. I think I think they're just trying to figure out who the Red Skull is at this point. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're trying to like backtrack to see where he came from and uh, bring him back to the diner. Yeah, they go back. They go back to the secret lab. Why they're in there? The spies come in and attack. <laughs> the funny thing about that part though is the 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 closet for the secret lab is in a g- women's bathroom now. Yeah, and which is just covered up with drywall. <laughs> And then she's, like, yelling at Cap, like, not to go into the women's bathroom. Like, it's not the craziest thing she's seen all week. Yeah, I mean, she only <laughs> saw her mother get, like, shot up the, the, the day before. She's like, oh, my God, no, don't go in there. By the way, she is not as emotionally upset as she should be. She is not I thought she actually life. was the only one that had, like, a really emotional scene throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I know. Like, well, yeah, she actually she played it to a T. Really? Yeah, but then, like, I don't know. Her mom gets shot, and, like, only in that scene when she sees her mom dead, she actually, like, that, her acting was good in that scene, like, her pan, her freaking out, but, like, after that, she never brings it up again. Like, like, oh, whatever. That was yesterday. This is today. Oh. Uh, yeah, I guess We get a fight right. scene in the old lab, which, I don't even know why the hell that lab would even be there still. Like, that's, it, that's what I said. I mean, why would it still be there? Like, in most places, maybe, I'm thinking of Smallville, which is, I know, D.C., but whatever, like Lex Luthor's has Lex Luthor on Smallville had like two hundred and fifty something secret fucking labs on that show. Rand knows what I'm talking about. It was like level three point five or whatever. Yeah, it was always a level three point five. And every time or... a lab gets discovered, like within twenty four hours, that lab is gone. So I'm so used to seeing that with like. Yeah, oh yeah, no, there was that one episode. There was that one episode in Smallville. Uh, with Tony, I think it was Tony Todd, wasn't it? When he had the Tony shakes? Todd, yeah, yeah, it was like level three point five. First he could first he couldn't even find the damn elevator to go to it. He had to do what Cap did, break down a wall. He goes into it and this huge like hangar completely empty. Yeah. So like in my eyes that like this whole secret lab should be fucking gone. It's not. Like yeah, like the closet shouldn't have been there anymore. And for some reason this group of Nazis has like a Japanese dude or Chinese dude henchman. Why is it every superhero movie though? There's always that one henchman that knows karate. Because, man, you know he's going to get shit done. <laughs> you know what, though? They, they kind of... I was expecting the whole Batman thing. You notice in every Batman movie, and we, we'll probably go back to this if we ever do the old Batman movies, but there's always that one henchman that comes out screaming. with Doing like crazy-ass shit. With like, yeah, with like dual blades or nunchucks that like does all these cool bat backflips, and then Batman just like throws one punch at him. I expected that, and we didn't get it. Though, Captain America did throw him down a laundry chute. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I forgot to mention that when they first arrive to this um, lab and uh, they're finding, like, the way into it, there was <laughs> one of the henchmen of uh, Red Skull, like, just starts pointing a gun at people in the restaurant. But then he, like, goes up to a random lady. And, like, the way he points the gun, like, he was better off holding the gun sideways. He, like, literally cocked it at, like, a 45-degree angle, like... Not even towards her face. It was like towards the ceiling. It's like, where is she? Or where are they? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you the- tell me or I'll shoot that fan out. It's like 90 degrees. It's going to get hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stupid. So the, uh, they get the journal and it, it takes them to Italy. Well, the journal doesn't take them to Italy. <laughs> There's no fucking... Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Two free plane tickets to Italy. All right. No, uh, they go to Italy. And, and they go. They actually go to Red Skull's house, and then they find the tape recorder that was recording the day he was kidnapped. And you, you hear every all the audio from the first like yeah, seconds um, of the movie. yeah. Pretty much, uh, Cap. You know, he finds it. He's listening to Red Skull's mixtape, and they record it into a tape. <laughs> <His> mixtape. <laughs> and uh, what, what was her name? Shelly or whatever. Sharon? Just to add Sharon. to that joke, it's because in the very beginning of the movie. Uh, the young young Red Skull is playing the piano and they're recording it, and then the Nazis barge in and rip him away from the piano. It's pretty hot tape though. I'm telling you, it's and, lit, uh, fam. That mixtape was killing. Yeah, well, what was it? Yeah, but pretty much she records it on her little tape cassette to be used later, perhaps. Foreshadowing. And then, uh, yeah, what? Well, yeah, what happens after this? They go to a cafe. They're talking, and then uh, Red Skull's spies. 
Dude, he's got them everywhere, man. Like, yeah, no, literally, they, they stumble upon him, and the, the chase is afoot. Yeah, there's like a couple chasings in the next like five minutes. Dude, this movie does move by super quick. Like, it, like they're being chased down by like motorcycles and cars, and it's like the most like cliche thing to do. Like, when you see like chasings and they're going through like uh, crates and stuff like that and glass. Like, I think Wayne's World too made fun of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And this one, there's like you, two kid. There's two little boys playing perfectly in the middle of this fucking road. They're not even playing. They're just rolling a ball back and forth to each other. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, Wayne's World. Captain America has to save him, and then he's he doing finally that. picks up speed from this car that was going like five um, miles per hour by him. Yeah, no. Wayne's World yeah, makes fun of it because he's like, "Hey, what do you do?" He's like, "Oh, we walk walk across the street, just play glass a window every ten minutes or so." Well, what do you do? Oh, I just move these watermelons from this crate to that crate. Um, and then, like, Captain America st- steals a bike. Dude, he steals a lot of crap in this movie. No, actually, he paid them for this Who one. Who cares, man? He threw what money they, at them. What if they didn't want to ta- uh, sell it? At least he gave them money. What if it wasn't even That's their bike? That's why they jumped he... up and grabbed it. <laughs> what if it wasn't even their bike and they just got free money? What movie did they do that? <laughs> we just stole this bike. No, now we're getting they, compensated. They did, that, so they did that in Lethal Weapon. Uh, Danny Glover takes a bike and he gives him a $200. Here's $200 for your bike. And all of a sudden, he, he takes off. He's like... Hey Johnny, someone stole your bike. He pockets the two hundred dollars. <laughs> Off um, topic. Yeah, so this movie is going quick. Uh, do you want to know how long it is? Did we skip the part where he steals Sharon's car? He pulls the whole. Oh, um, yeah, gonna, yeah. Like, he did tra- it again. He's trying to keep her away from the danger, and then he's like, "Can you pull over the car? I think I'm gonna be sick." And then they find the tape recorder, because she meets up with him because she finds out she knows like full. Yeah. She's fluent in Italian. But, uh, yeah, th- this movie goes by pretty quick. Cause it We're is all an, over the place. It's an hour and a half. Movie. We're all over it's the place on this movie. It's short for a movie. Um, yeah, no, and then uh, pretty much they after they after they take Chase and they escape the uh, the assassins, um, what goes on? Oh, yeah, they start heading to the castle, don't they? Isn't that where they figure out where he's at? Am I the only one who thinks it's stupid the fact that Captain America needs his bike? Because isn't he supposed to be a super soldier and, like, run faster than a fucking car? Yeah, but no, but he throws her on the bike and runs. That's stupid. Okay, regardless. He had the bike, he, he had the bike for ten seconds. She'll be able to throw her over his shoulder and still keep it going. Yeah. yeah like fucking the rock from a Jumanji. Basically. <laughs> you should be like Chris Evans and just run at, like, 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Movie 12 years in the past. Yeah, uh, what do you call it? The, um. You know, then uh, they start going towards the castle or whatever, and they realize they're getting followed by the spies again. So they pull over to the side of the road. What's her name again? I forgot the chief's name. She steals name. the car this time. Sharon? Sharon. Yeah, okay, Sharon. I wouldn't say Shelly. Sharon goes to him, or she says, so, I, I don't know how it happened. He ended up getting out of the car. She throws his shield out, and she drives off to throw off, uh, to get the spies to follow her. She so drives she can, right into him. Yeah, so then he can uh, get into the castle and detect it. And then he decides to put the costume back on, and he's like, "Dear God, don't let me screw this up." Yeah, <laughs> not I, the most look, confident at, Captain America. Out actual there. words I would be saying at that moment: "Please, God, don't, don't let me fuck this shit up." <laughs> I'm wearing the red, white, and blue. <laughs> I can't let it down. Um, and then from there on out, like the the movie is like literally over within ten minutes because Ronnie Cox or President Kimball escapes and, and he's he's finally wearing dress pants yeah he's on the run he's on the run and he he gets cornered by red skull and like the henchman and he's like uh you're not gonna take me to live and he jumps off the edge of the castle only to be caught by captain america and then from there on out you have like a president kimball and captain america like team up and they're kicking ass i ain't gonna lie like the action in this movie for the 90s and being a low budget movie was decent like I'd say so. You have to admit this movie ain't that good, but it's not boring. Yeah, definitely not a boring movie. It's not the worst one we've watched. I mean, we have a president that's like kicking ass, like literally, like throwing fists, punching, not just hiding. Like Straight he's throwing. He's hands. teamed up with Captain. He's actually doing better than Captain America. At yeah. some points, yeah. Um. And so, I guess we could just skip to the end, Captain. Captain America chases the Red Skull to a piano that's perfectly, like, 
planted on the edge of a cliff. On the edge outside. of like yeah, outside on the edge of a cliff with like nothing else around it. Except the Italian background. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't know why this piano is placed there. Yeah. Like it, he it, knew it, like he just knew Captain America was gonna show up. This is where I'll I mean, play my final boss music. He so far ahead. This is like the equivalent of how like, they had like a custom like body holder on the rocket perfectly made just for him. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, at that point he's like, Captain America's going to show up. I'm going to kick his ass and we're going to weld him to that rocket. And he's like, Captain America's going to show up and I'm going to meet him over here on this cliff right by this nice ass piano. <laughs> yeah. My only question is what if it rained? Well, what happens to that piano? Well, the wood finish would be warped. Hey, man, that's handcrafted mahogany right there. <laughs> Go ahead, say it, Chris. You kidding me? It's handcrafted mahogany. <laughs> um, he's got a uh, a detonator that he, I this they pulled out of his ass apparently. Oh yeah. Because I don't think they mentioned it earlier in the movie, but he's got like. It was the weirdest looking detonator. It, 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 it was for like a nuke. Like it was gonna like blow up Italy, from my understanding. Yeah. I don't want to be like this asshole, but it's going to blow up Italy. Captain America from America should be like, I'm all about America. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> it's been um, fun. Yeah, no, this, though, this, so this detonator is super weird. It was like this big ass blocky thing. It's got a little countdown going on. And then like every so often it was a like half a circle would pop up. Like a little lever. Like a quarter of it. That's what it was. There was like four pieces. And pretty much when all four of them would pop up, I guess it was supposed to go off. And, uh, yeah. Um, How does he win? <laughs> oh, oh no! Cap throws a shield. Fucking misses like a chain, like, like like a noob. Uh, I see where uh, Batman vs Superman drew inspiration here. Yeah, and then uh, pretty much he finds the uh, tape recorder that uh, Sharon uh, had. Right, that she the recorded right? earlier. Yeah. All right. Good. This is the end of podcast. Then I did this good. Uh, <laughs> I got the name right. What'd you say? I go, it's Sharon, right? He's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. And, and, and <laughs> I, don't podcast. I don't laugh. He'd be like, it's Shelly, right? Fuck! <laughs> like, Sharon, yeah, he finds the tape recorder. Uh, Sharon uh, recorded the uh, his mixtape on. And pl- this is a small-ass speaker. He's playing it at least, I want to say, like 20 feet away. 30, he's something. like at least 30 feet away. Yeah. And he's playing and he, it. And he, he could hear it clear as day. And he just instantly he's just like, I love that song. All right, you win. I give up. I drop everything. That's not that's not what happened at all. He just man. he gets distracted. Captain America throws the shield and knocks him over the cliff and you see a ragdoll just flop down and hit every rock on the way down. No, I I like to think it happened my way. No, at one point he did kind of drop what he was doing and kind of Yeah, he gets distracted. Yeah. Cuz he's listening and, and he's Cap- like perfect opportunity. And then Captain America and they show like the most violent fucking Captain America <laughs> pretty much just kills him straight up. Which I don't think Captain America would do. Does he uh, go? No, he's I mean, a he's, not a, he's not against killing, from what I understand. I mean, Chris Evans, he's using a gun. No, Cap has always used a gun. Yeah, apparently. Well, he uses it only just in case. Yeah, but okay. For instance, he's, if he doesn't have to, he won't. But he's not. I don't okay, think. He, uh, I, mean, I don't he, think he's like Batman, where yeah. he's like no hardcore. Like no, I'm not but I don't use somebody. guns, but Hold I do on. use yo, them on yo, the yo, yo, cycle. Yo. But is he kind of like the Phantom? Because the Phantom uses guns, but he doesn't use them to kill. He like the Phantom, when you watch the miniseries, when he's you, you find out he shoots guns, but he doesn't shoot to kill. He aims for like the limbs, you know. He aims for like arms and legs. Just from my understanding, Cap, when he when he brings out the gun, he's killing people. But he does it only. Out. He only does it just in case. Well, that's not very American. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. <laughs> if the songs uh, are out, what the was are what's out. our Second Amendment? <laughs> well, I right. mean, I don't know. The right to bear arms. He's such exactly. a cookie cutter character. I couldn't. I I didn't know Captain America was a killer. But um, where do you draw the line? <sighs> live and learn, right? That's pretty much, the, that's pretty much the movie. After that, that's that's like the end of. The oh movie. yeah, no, no. Right after uh, defeats Red Skull, uh, freeze Closer. frame of Cap's shitty mask, credit <laughs> roll of comic book Cap, the boss plays. I think it's Bruce Springsteen. But no, like, he gets into, like, this weird pose. And then like, born in the USA. This pose, like, transitions into, like, a Sharpie marker drawing of Captain America. Like, I brought out the comic books. It's a, it's a comic book drawing. Yeah, like, but it's like if someone just drew it on, like, computer paper. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm saying it, it's like, if someone, yeah. it's like if Stan Lee or whoever draws, drew Captain America just drew it on a piece of paper and called it a day. But that, that's pretty much the movie. That's... 
It, it does move by pretty quick. I ain't gonna lie. You're right, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst movie we watched. I'll give it that. But uh, it's definitely leaning more towards bad. But it definitely wasn't the worst. I'll give it two and a half shields. I'll give it... Five. Yeah, I'd probably give it like two Captain Americas breaking into a woman's bathroom. <laughs> you, got, you always have like the most descriptive rating system. You know what? I had two of them. I was waiting for Chris to take one of them. What? Out, out of things, I was gonna, one of mine is gonna be sick. Uh, three, it was gonna be three Captain Americas car, uh, carjacking someone. But, uh, <laughs> no, man, I give it a, I give it three, uh, Red Skull uh, hot mixtapes. <laughs> I was gonna say you should do mixtapes. I don't know. You like this movie? I mean, given the rating I just gave it, it wasn't the greatest, but <laughs> like, it definitely better. wasn't like the worst. We, we gave Chris like a stack of movies to choose from. It was like this, Supergirl, Star Kid, Star yeah, Star Kid, and like I think three Ninja movies. Then the three Ninja movies, and he picked this one. I think he just picked it because it was on Blu-ray. Partially. <laughs> no, I was kind of interested in how. Nothing but the best. We're not peasants here. Nothing but the best. Nothing but the finer things. All right, well, uh, that's it for uh, Captain America 1990. Uh, I guess if you haven't seen this movie, we spoiled it for you. You should still watch it, though. I think at one point it was on Netflix. Probably. Or on Hulu. Or you could download it illegally. I mean, it's up to you. Firestick. It's on your conscience, not mine. (laughs) It ain't none of our business. All right, uh, we're going to sign out because we actually have another episode to record after this. (laughs) And people are tired. Hey, I so. gotta admit, we did pretty good on this episode. We started recording a little bit after nine. So All right, about an hour. Signing out. I'm Eric. Uh, I'm Brandon. And I'm Chris. And you just listened to. It came from the video store. <laughs>